Hello, hello, hello. This is Sharita, Prophetess Sharita, and I am coming to you today with a Say Yes nugget. Here is Say Yes. My motto is if you say yes to the Lord, he will say yes to you. Today, I am going to share with you guys. I am in a few different groups, and in these groups, there are topics. In these groups, there are discussions. And so I know that there are so many people out in the world today that they need a word from the Lord but they need knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And what I'm finding out as I am in these groups is that many of these people have not read the Bible. Um, There are a lot of pastors, a lot of ministers, a lot of spiritual leaders that are literally governing themselves in in the flesh and not governing themselves according to the word of God. The Bible teaches us if we love God, God, we would keep his commandments. If we love Jesus, we would keep his commandments. If we love ourselves, we would keep the commandments of God because to be obedient to God, who is in the scriptures, it says our father, we need to be obedient because obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience, obedience. Let's talk about divorce today and being obedient to the word of God as pertaining to the Bible. After Jesus was tempted by the devil in the book of Matthew chapter 4, he told the people to repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. He went out healing, delivering, and restoring the people. But as we go into the book of chapter into the book of Matthew chapter 5, we see that God is literally um, giving us the Sermon on the Mount. He tells us, Blessed are these people who do these things, and they shall inherit the earth. They shall be comforted. They shall be filled. They shall attain mercy, and they shall see God. So it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So we've got to get into the word of God, because the Bible teaches us that we have got to know that we can't allow the people around us who are not literate in the word of God, who are not endowed with the Holy Spirit of God to divert our blessings. Because many will get to the gate and God will say, I know you not, your works are of iniquity. Narrow is the gate that leads to heaven, but broad is the path that leads to destruction. So we've got to let our light so shine before men that they may see God's good works and our good works to glorify the Father which is in heaven. So God came down here not to destroy the law and the prophets, but he came down to fulfill it. So we've got to get into the word of God. We have got to get into the word of God and we have got to get into the word of God because the Bible says thy word that I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word that I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee as well as man cannot live by bread alone but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God your weapon in warfare is the word of God so if you don't have the word of God sometimes you are operating in the flesh and when you are operating in the flesh that can lead to misleading people so inside of these groups that I'm in I'm hearing well my pastor said that I can do this I said well ma'am the Bible says this and it says this 
three to four times. And I can't deviate against the word of God. So if your pastor told you that you could do something that Jesus said that you should not do in red, then that is a cue to maybe find another church because I'm not attacking anybody's call, anybody's anointing, but I do know that that the Bible says that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandment. So we are going to get into the word of God as pertaining to divorce today, as pertaining to divorce today. So we're going to go into the book of Matthew chapter five, Matthew chapter five, the importance of Matthew chapter five. This is very, 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 very important. This book, Matthew is all Matthew five is a lot of verses. Matthew chapter five has 48 verses, 48 verses. So I'm going to actually, I just came upon this verse as I, um, I, uh, switch, flip the page. So I'm actually going to read this really, really quickly because this caught my eye and I'm just like, Oh, wow. Um, but it tells us in uh, Matthew 6, no, Matthew 5 and 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. The job, the goal, the objective of Christianity is strive for perfection. I will hear people running around saying, oh my God, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. The thing of it is, is, it's not that you're perfect, but it's the heart that you have and the striving for perfection. Because the Bible says God is coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. It says that if the righteous barely or scarcely make it in, what about the sinner? What about the unbeliever? What about the churchgoer that never adheres to the word of God? So in the book of Matthew, in the book of Matthew, in the book of Matthew chapter 5, there's 48 verses and only two of those verses are not in red, which means verses 3 through 48, 3 through 48 are the words of Jesus Christ. So let's get into the word. Matthew 5 and 31. It says, it has been written, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a written or give her a writing of divorcement. Verse 32, but I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saying for the cause of fornication causes her to commit adultery and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced commits adultery with her so whoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery so we've got to be careful We have got to be careful and we have got to be careful because the word of God says that divorce, if one remarries, it leads to what? It leads to fornication. So if you are fornicating and the fornication is through the sanctity of a a divorced marriage, it is still adultery. It is still adultery according to the book of Matthew 5, 31 and 32. Now, once again, these scriptures are in red. So if your pastor, if you go to your pastor and say, you know what? 
don't present the scriptures to your pastor and you say, look, pastor, I need some marital counseling. Um, This is what's going on in my life. If your pastor does not tell you, ladies, that it is adultery, you need to probably try to find you another pastor, another minister, another leader, because I, in my flesh, I, Sharita Perry, I, prophetess Sharita Perry, I, evangelist Sharita Perry, I, the teacher Sharita Perry, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, and I will not lie to you, because God says that a liar that a liar, that a liar will not be a part of the new heaven and the new earth. A liar will not be a part of the new heaven and the new earth. And that lying is an abomination before God. Go to Revelations 21. Revelations 21 says that in the new heaven and the new earth, liars and those are that are of abomination will not be a part of the new heaven and the new earth. So... I'm just sharing the information so that you can go back, expound on it. And if your church leaders are giving you misinformation, you have got to get down deep in your spirit and say, okay, this is not the place for me because a pastor, a leader, a ministry head should never ask a person to commit a sin against the commandments of God, against the commandments of God. Because see, when we commit adultery in any way, shape or form, that is a violation of the commandments of God. And the commandments of God can be found in Exodus 20. The commandments of God can be found in Exodus 20. So if a pastor, a leader or a minister tells you that it is okay to commit adultery and to get remarried, reconsider going to another church because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And just like I said, that sets up a curse. If you go to Deuteronomy 28, it says you'll be blessed if you keep the commandments of God and cursed if you do not. So even though we live under grace, the dispensation of grace is not a permission to sin. It is not permission to sin because God will give you over to a reprobated mind, which means he gives you over to that sin. And you can make all of the excuses that you want. God loves us, but he also asks us to keep his commandments. If we love him, we keep his commandments. But too many people love their flesh. Too many people love their pastors. Too many people love to be told that they can commit sin and keep on moving. And that's between them and God. So all my goal and my objective too, as a prophet is, to this is what's going on Lord I've got to give them your word and I've got to keep moving I'm not judging anybody because it's your choice because I'm going to keep praying for everybody I'm going to keep praying for humanity I'm going to keep praying for healing deliverance and and restoration I'm going to keep praying that marriages be restored I'm going to keep praying that marriages stay together Let's go into the book of Matthew 19. Go to the book of Matthew. Let's stay in the book of Matthew. Let's go to Matthew 19. Matthew 19. Once we get into Matthew 19, Matthew 19. Matthew 19 verses 3 through 9. Verses 3 through 9. Okay, the first thing that I'm going to say about Matthew 3 through 9. Once again... The topic of marriage and divorce is in red in Matthew, in Matthew 19. 
in Matthew 19, the topic of marriage and divorce is in red. So this is the word of Jesus Christ. So I'm not being mean. I'm not being judgmental. I don't want anybody to go to hell. I do not want anybody to um, go out and get into a covenant. I call it unholy matrimony because if you are divorced and you get into another marriage, it is then a unholy matrimony because you are betrothed in a covenant of fornication, a covenant of breaking uh, the commandments of God. So that just is what it is. So let's start off at verse three. And it says, the Pharisees came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him, is it lawful for man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female. Okay, God made us what he made us. He made male and he made female. And said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. So they are no more two. They become one flesh. Um, then it says, what therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. They say unto him, why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? So God in this chapter is clarifying in the book of math in the book of Matthew 19 that listen here it's a lot that has transpired from Deuteronomy 24 and 1 to now so we are under the dispensation of grace and under the dispensation of grace and under and through the word of God this is what is said by Jesus Christ and it says in verse 8 he said unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be fornication, and shall marry another, commits adultery. And whosoever marrieth her which is put away does commit adultery so once again once again it says it for the second time that it is adultery if you enter into another covenant with in regards to marriage so we're going to go to the book of Mark chapter 10 Mark chapter 10 I have verses 10 to through 12 I have verses 2 through 12 but I'm not going to read 2 through 12 I am going to actually read verses 11 and 12 okay so you can go back and read uh, Mark chapter 10 verses 2 through 12 but I'm going to read Mark 10 
11 and 12. Mark chapter 10, verses 11 and 12. Once again, verses 11 and verse 12 are in red. These are the words of Jesus Christ. It says, and he said unto them, he was talking again, I believe, to the Pharisees. Uh, yes. And it says, and the Pharisees came to him, asking him and tempting him. So he was talking to the Pharisees again. And it says, and he said unto them, whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another commits adultery against her. So if you are married and your husband leaves you and marries someone else, he enters into a covenant of adultery and fornication, adultery and fornication, because God here says no to divorce. God says no to remarried marriage. And he says just plain flat out in to the O. No, 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 and no. He says no to divorce. Remarriage, remarriage, remarriage according to the word of God is adultery. Remarriage according to the word of God and to, according to the words of Jesus Christ, remarriage is adultery. It says, if a woman shall put away her husband and marry another, she commits adultery. Period. 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 So let's go to the book of Luke. So here we have gone into Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The Apostle John, the Gospel of John, is the only um, part of the Gospel where marriage is not touched um, and marriage is not covered. So once again, we are um, dealing with those old Pharisees again and their judgmental religious selves. So Mark... 16 going to mark 16 verse 18 mark 16 verse 18 once again this scripture is in red it is the word of jesus christ it says whosoever putteth away his wife and marrieth another committeth adultery and whosoever marrieth her that is put away from her husband commits adultery end of story so, I'm just going to say, these scriptures are in red. These scriptures are in red, and these scriptures are in red. Divorce is not condoned by Jesus Christ, and the church has got to stop emulating, copying, and seeing what the world is doing and what other people are doing. I don't care if the President of the United States has 12 uh, um, twelve divorces and 12 remarriages. We can't do what the world does. I can't condone it if your favorite actor, singer, uh, your favorite musician, um, if your favorite teacher, preacher, prophet is divorced and remarried, it might be best to get yourselves together, gather up your loins and say, Lord, this is a covenant of adultery. This is a covenant of fornication. And I am sitting under a, a, a commandment breaker, you know, and you've got to pray about that thing. Get into the word of God and you've got to move on because the Bible says man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So if I can't, if I can't live by the words of man, 
I've got to get into the word of God and I've got to see what the word of God says about the things of my life. So man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I am in multiple between singles groups, Christian groups and other um, groups uh, throughout um, social media and um, in my everyday walk in life, you know, people come and it's just like, oh my God, that's so cruel. Oh my God, that's so mean. Oh my God. Oh my God. God, in, from the very beginning, he said, keep my commandments, keep my commandments. Deuteronomy 28 says, keep my commandments. Deuteronomy chapter six says, know the word, know the word, know the word, know the word. Then if we go into the book of Matthew chapter four, Jesus said, okay, man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we've got to know the commandments, be taught the commandments, and we have got to be under a ministry that governs themselves according to the book of second Timothy chapter four. It says that in second Timothy chapter four in second Timothy chapter four. Give me one second. I'm actually going to go to the book of second Timothy chapter four, because in the book of second Timothy chapter four, it literally allows you to know that there is a certain protocol that we have got to follow as ministers of God. So I can't be a prophet of God and be out there just saying, Oh baby, go do what you want to do. God says that you can have a new husband. God says that you can have a new wife. No, my brother, no, my sister, because the Holy Spirit of God would not tell you to go out and co to commit adultery. The Holy Spirit of God would not tell you to go out and to break a commandment. The Holy Spirit of God would not tell you to participate in something that God said no to. The Holy Spirit of God would not let you walk outside of the realms of the word of Jesus Christ. See, Jesus Christ said no to this. So, I don't care if a prophet, evangelist, pastor, leader, bishop tries to go against the word of God. They have set themselves up and erected themselves as idols. And you probably need to reconsider and go to another church. You need to reconsider and go to another church. So when we go into the book of Matthew in the book of, uh, not Matthew, but in the book of second Timothy. So first of all, I'm going to say this second Timothy chapter two and 15 says, study to show yourself approved unto God. The approval doesn't come from man. The approval doesn't come from him. The approval doesn't come from a her. The approval doesn't come from anybody, but the approval comes from God. It says study to show yourself approved unto God, approved unto who approved unto God. And what do you have to do? Study, study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, rightly dividing the word of truth. So the first thing that we have got to get into is if we go into the book of Second uh, Timothy chapter four, it says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. It tells the ministers to preach the word. Preach the what? Preach the word. Preach what? 
preach the word. Do I, am I supposed to preach my feelings? No, it says preach the word. Am I supposed to preach my thoughts? No, it says preach the word. Am I supposed to preach my feelings? It says preach the word. Am I supposed to preach what people want to hear? No, it says preach the word. Am I supposed to tell folks what I thought or what I saw on TV or what a psychologist said? It says preach the word. It says preach the word. It says preach the word. It didn't say preach um, a poem out of the book over here. It didn't say preach a quote from over here. It didn't say preach something from this psychology book over here. It didn't tell you to preach uh, from this, that, or the other. Now, sometimes as a teacher and as an educator, I will share uh, certain case scenarios where something from education and something that, um, like the theory of ecology. Sometimes I will share Yuri Braffenbrenner, and sometimes I will use John Piaget and to show you how the Bible says, train up a child in the way in which they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart. Yuri Braffenbrenner has a theory of ecology, and it shows how the effects of the different systems from your micro meso to your macro to your different five the five different systems that he speaks about how they impact the development of a child's overall well-being and how they function and how they they are um basically productive or non-productive in society based on how they are raised and who raises them you know and john piaget says at this level This person does this at this phase, this person does this, and at this phase, that person does that. So that is dealing with spiritual maturity. So I will sometimes use some things that I learned in education as a comparative analysis as to, you know, okay, God put me through this so that I can work with children and help them out and fusion in, in fusioning in the spirit of God allows me to literally help to child development and the children that I deal with. So once again, it says, preach, preach, preach the word of God. Be instant, out of season. It says, be instant in season, be instant out of season. So I've got to preach the word of God when it is trendy. I got to teach the word of God when it's not trendy. I've got to be instant, 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 in season and out of season. I got to be ready. I got to have the word hidden in my heart so I might not sin against them. I got to have the word hidden in my heart so that I can go ye therefore unto all nations and tell them what thus saith the Lord. It says, preach the word, preach the word, preach the word, preach the word. It says, preach the word not your opinion. It says, preach the word, preach the word, not your thought, not your ideas. It says, preach the word, not what you saw this person do. It says, preach the word, not what you saw that person say. It says, preach the word, preach the word. The word is like a double-edged sword and it will basically heal, deliver, restore. It should redirect. It should basically guide you. So it says, preach the word and be instant in season out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with long suffering and doctrine, with long suffering and doctrine. 
pastor's got to be indoctrinated because it doesn't matter if you go around and talk in 20 different tongues and tells a person, I can tell a person that, oh, God is about to bless you with a multi-million dollar this. I can tell a person that God is going to bless you with a billion dollars. I can tell a person that God is going to bless you here. I can tell a person God is going to bless you there. I can tell a person that God is going to do a whole lot of different things, but, but that old conjunction, but it says with long suffering and doctrine, with long suffering and doctrine. So if I don't tell you what the doctrine of Jesus Christ is saying to you, if I don't tell you and inform you and enlighten you, if I do not keep you informed, with the word if I don't allow you to know that okay wait a minute I see this but this is what the word of God says so what I'm doing is my rebuke is not technically like scolding but my my words are literally instead of rebuking the Holy Spirit I said Lord I've got to have compassion because a lot of people when they're going through certain things their hearts are heavy so the spirit of the living God said that's why you went to school for education so now you can direct these adults with love and compassion as you would do your little children okay so you've got to know how how to articulate what it is that the spirit of the living God is basically telling us and informing us to communicate. It says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, after their what? After their own lust, they shall heap themselves teachers having itching ears. I'm going to park right there. I'm no, nah, I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit more. It says if they shall turn away their ears from the truth and they shall be turned unto fables. Period. Period. It says preach the word. But this is the issue. People are not enduring sound doctrine. So the doctrine is the word of God, the word of Jesus, what the Bible says. Second Timothy 2 and 15 says rightly dividing the word of truth, knowing the difference between the Old Testament teachings, knowing the difference between the New Testament teachings, knowing that God says in the book of Revelations that abominations ain't going into ain't going into the new heaven is not going into the new earth. So doctrine, 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 it says, but the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. See, they get caught up in pride. Pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride is an abomination before God. Pride is an abomination. Pride is puffed up. Pride puts you above God or puts you to a place where you feel like you are one with God. And it's not that you've got to be submission submitted to the word of God. You've got to be submitted to the word of God because you've got to endure sound doctrine. But these people, they have gone as, after the lust of their flesh. They heap themselves teachers who say, well, you know what? That's okay. Go ahead. Do what you want to do. Sin. God is going to forgive you. God is going to keep you. God is going to bless you. God is going to, God is going to, God is going to, God is going to have a problem with that because the teacher is literally leading you to sin. And if they are not teaching the doctrine, not teaching the word, if they are not rebuking, reproving, and if they are not exhorting with 
it's not even about the long suffering, but it's more so about the doctrine. So it says, preach the word. You've got to have doctrine. You've got to have the word in your belly. You've got to have doctrine, the doctrine of God. You've got to have the word of God inside of you. So when it comes down to teaching the topic of marriage and divorce, whatsoever God puts together, let no man put asunder. You've got to know what it says in Mark Mark uh, 10. You've got to know what it says in Luke 16. You've got to know what it says in Matthew 5. You've got to know what it says in Matthew Matthew 19. So Matthew 5, 31 through 32. Matthew 19, 3 through, 3 through 9. Mark 10, 10, 11, and 12. And then 2 through 12. So you've got to know what it says in Luke 16, verse 18. So doctrine. That's the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the word of Jesus Christ. But people want to be told what they want to hear. So I'm going to sit over here and I'm going to do what this man says. Because see, this person, see what happens is in the institution of the church, you have folks that are married and divorced. So you got team divorced in the pulpit. And I don't know who divorced the team uh, divorced, but what then happens is their leader was a false leader, whose leader was a false leader, whose leader was a false leader, because the first leader that didn't read the Bible and was following their own protocols, their own uh, dialogue, and their own doctrine. So the doctrine, if it's not of God, then it's of the devil. So if you are out here lying to people about the scriptures, then you are an abomination. And so now this person has believed the lie and then they're conveying the information and conveying and passing on the lie. So now we have a whole legion of individuals that are practicing an abomination because in the book of of Revelation, Revelation 21, Revelation 21 says it is an abomination to lie. A liar is an abomination. So it says they heap themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn their ears from the truth. People don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear what makes them feel good. So they want to hear that. Yes, I can go out and sin. Yes, I can go out and be about that life. Yes, I can go out and fornicate. Yes, I can do that. No, you cannot because the Bible says mortify fornication, mortify the lust of the flesh, mortify the lust of the eye, mortify inordinate affections, mortify, mortify, mortify uncleanness, mortify the mortify these things because in the previous chapter it literally tells you that some people are ever learning and come to the never come to the knowledge of the truth they are ever learning but never come to the knowledge of the truth but it also says that there are a lot of people who have a form of godliness there are leaders that have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof and it says from such stay away from such turn away the bible does not tell you to go into sin and just sit there and sin because the wages of sin is death but and the gift of god is eternal life the the spirit of the living god says be delivered from sin deliver me from sin deliver me from sin that's in the lord's prayer it says and leadeth me not into temptation but deliver me from sin the bible says touch not taste not handle not any unclean thing and god will receive you the bible says come from among them touch not taste not handle not no unclean thing So we've got to come from among who come from among sinners, come from among individuals that are doing things that are not of God, that are not of God. Because why? Because it says these people, they have itching ears and they have turned aside to fables and are not adhering to the doctrine of God. So if the Bible says something in red 
and your pastor tells you, oh, well, you can do it anyway. God will forgive you because we live by grace. Run. Because if the devil tells you to go ahead and commit adultery, which is breaking a commandment, that's breaking a commandment. Adultery is a commandment. So be prayerful, be mindful, but above all things, find you a Bible-based teacher find you a Bible-based preacher because after you go to church and do all the praise and worship, after you do all of the huck, the shuck, and after you do everything that um, you do in church, if you go out and you deviate from what it says in red and you go out and break all of the commandments, um, I'm going to share <laughs> this um, Um, I was in a play a few years ago, and the um, play was entitled Tell Hell I Ain't Coming. There was a character in this play called Sister Meriwether. Sister Meriwether appeared to be like the loving saint of God, and um, the bishop journeyed through hell. And as he was journeying through hell, you saw excerpts from many people's lives. So as the bishop came up on these people, Bishop Allgood, he got up to Sister Mary Weather and he says, well, sister, how'd you get down here? And so she says, well, what had happened was, and so she explains on Monday, she was committing this sin. On Tuesday, she was committing another sin. On Wednesday, she was committing another sin. And on Thursday and Friday, she was committing another sense and she was up in the club talking about go birdie just back it up back it up 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 but what happens is she sinned all week long she was a soc a sunday only christian and she would come to church she appeared to be dedicated she appeared to be into the word of god she appeared to have an air of sanctification about her but She was riddled with sin from the time she left the church to the time she came back the next Sunday. And so she says, that's how I got to hell because I did all these things because I died. She died on a Thursday before she could get back to church on Sunday to repent. So I'm just here to tell you, and I gave that little analogy for you is because no man knows the hour of their departure. So if we're out here breaking the sins of God, uh, breaking the commandments of God, not the sins of God, but if we're breaking the commandments of God, if we're following after fables, if we are following after the lies that they are telling, because it says, and they have turned their ears from the truth and they have turned their ears from the truth. So I need for folks to get into the word of God, to know that God loves you. Um, God wants you to pray for your marriages, pray for your husbands. And what I would say is if you are going through a divorce, I would say take a season, maybe a season. And um, I'm not married, but if it's that bad um, in your situations, you know, and you do have to separate. I'm not telling anyone to stay in a marriage where there is physical, mental, emotional, or sexual abuse. So, um, you know, if there is abuse going on and if either person, male or female, is being violated, you know, I would say um, just be very, very extremely prayerful, um, be mindful. And, um, you know, I don't want to tell anybody to separate 
but it may be best, you know, if each person, you know, may have to separate until the other person may go through counseling, you know, uh, go through some form of therapy. Um, that other person may need to, um, you know, be, have some deliverance. So I'm going to say, um, you know, if it is abuse that is going on, because I'm not going to tell anybody to stay in a relationship where a man is bringing you home STDs because STDs is a form of abuse because STDs can literally kill you. Okay, your husband can bring home herpes, AIDS, um, syphilis, gonorrhea, or anything, uh, hepatitis, or any of those things, or the wife can do the same thing, or a cocktail and a combination of multiple. So, and I've seen these scenarios happen, and it's just like some of these women, they sit there with these men as they, you know, know that they're out in the streets, know that they're not being safe, they're bringing home diseases and all kinds of things. So we've got to be prayerful. We have got to be mindful. You've got to get into the word of God. You know, I don't want anybody to literally have to separate, but sometimes you have got to get some distance and you've got to sit down and say, you know what, honey, we've got to, I got to move here. And if you are willing to go to counseling, to some therapy um, for your sex addiction, or if you are going to counseling for um, being abusive or for a bad temper or you know because verbal abuse abuse is psychological abuse so you know I cannot tell you to stay I'm not telling anybody to stay in a situation that could literally cause hurt harm and danger to you so I need for you to understand that I need for you to understand that I am not telling anyone to stay in an abusive relationship I'm gonna close out today And I'm going to say that, um, first of all, God loves us all. God just doesn't love our sin. God wants us to be obedient to the word of God because when we are obedient to the word of God, the will of God, and the ways of God, there are supernatural blessings that abound and cover us. And it is important to get into the word so that you know how to govern yourselves because you should not be going to the churches and being blind your whole entire lives. You need to take time, get into the gospel of Jesus Christ. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You've gotta read them because you've gotta know what God requires from us. So I pray that God will cover you. I pray that God will keep you. I pray that whatever is going on in your relationships, I pray healing, deliverance, restoration. I, I pray love. I pray that God will come in and repair, repair all of the broken situations, all of the damage. I pray that God will just come in and fix whatever is broken. I pray that God will bring love and peace. So as I close out, remember if you say yes to the Lord, he will say yes to you and know that there's a blessing inside inside on, on and on the other side of your yes. So please say yes to the Lord today. Until next time.